0: Welcome to Pink Noir with Tallulah Bankhead.
1: This is Chapter 4 of Book 3, A Pretty Ugly Tale About a Pretty Little Number.
2: I regret this already. Here I was sleeping in a bed with a young lady wearing nothing but red nail polish, and now I'm foot-padding my way through the dark house and a nightgown. I would ask, what is wrong with me? But I'd be the only one here to give an answer to, and I don't think I would like my answer. Oh, oh! I feel woozy. Oh, I'm so scared. Hello? Oh, that is a welcome sound.
0: Beat it, whoever you are.
2: God damn it. Greetings to you, Rit. Hello, Maxina. Oh, Tallulah. Come to leech a drink from us?
1: Pour her one writ. I should charge her for the pleasure.
2: I can sing for my supper, regale you with some anecdotes full of pith and wit. Tallulah, you wouldn't know wit if it walked up and gave you a venereal disease. Don't let Maxina fool you, Rit. I knew her when, and when was a damn good time. She spent a lot of evenings as a professional lap cat, and I was one of those lucky laps. Care to compare bank accounts now? I was never good at the maths. But it's true. You're sweating against silk these days, and I'm begging for milk funds.
1: You drove here in a luxury MacFarlane, Not your car, is it, Tallulah?
2: Of course not. Say, Maxina, do you need a chauffeur? I could greet you in the morning with a lit cigarette. I could kneel at the end of the day and pull off your gloves. Now let me have that drink. Yes, that will build some character.
1: Say, Tallulah, was you busy with something out in the hallway? Or just listening at doorways? Right. I forgot.
2: Have you heard any rappings and tappings in the walls? Are you, Rummy? This is that business about the Thoroughgood family? Are you seriously chasing after specters? Not
1: seriously. No ghosts here, Tallulah. But please, don't let us keep you from your hunt.
2: Ah... Uh... Yes, back to business, I suppose. By the way, Rit, is that your case sitting there?
1: Sure. I've got something in there to stuff down your big fat craw.
2: From my craw to the honey pot, I suppose. Out! I'm going, I'm going.
3: Ow! <laughs> ah! What are you doing here? No, don't answer that. Just get out. I think I'll stay, I will. You're sloshed. You bet. What do you want? We're both looking at her. No, get out! I'm not fooling get out or
1: I'll holler holy hell. Go on. No one will pay you the slightest heed. You just stay over there while Grace and I have a tumble. Hell, you can peek if you want to. No! Now, now, now. No need for the
3: heroism. You're not touching that girl. Says you. Put that down. You're just being a wet blanket, that's all. Back off, I swear! Oh, give me that. No! No! Oh, Jesus! Oh! Oh, oh, it's not so bad. Uh, Not so bad. Yes, it is, you stupid bastard. You made me kill you. It's all right. Call for help. Uh, all your life's on the floor, moron. Speak your peace now while you have a chance.
1: Oh, Go to hell, you damned
3: broad. <laughs> as good a prayer as any, I guess. I
2: still hear it. Seems like awfully physical toil for a phantom. Tallulah! Gah! <gasps> Christ, kill me now, woman. Why are you skulking about in the shadows?
4: Same reason as you. You heard noises from in the walls. Don't you dare deny it.
2: You're a pill, my doodle, but I am glad to see you. You've just been drafted as my sidekick.
4: Come with me, this way.
2: Where are you leaving?
4: I heard the noises through here.
2: This place is all musty, hasn't been used in years.
4: Where the ghosts reside.
2: Shut that nonsense this instant. We don't have a torch.
4: Plenty of moonlight through the windows. Come on.
2: I don't like this one bit.
4: Don't be scared. Keep a grim face and the ghost will respect you.
2: It's not a ghost, you witless wench.
4: It's him! Mr. Thoroughgood.
2: We're here! Don't call out! Damn it! Gatchin! Wait! We lost him. No, down these stairs! Talula, Oh dear, oh dear, oh
4: dear. Are you all right? I am not. Where's our man? He's long gone, I'm afraid. Trotting hell. Oh. What's wrong with your hand?
2: My wrist got rolled underneath my weight. Hurt much? It's so painful that I feel that God has forsaken me, and all for nothing.
4: Yes, a trip for biscuits, that was. No, above, back to the hallway. Here.
2: Look. This is where the man was working. He ripped open the wall. There's a space beyond. It's dark. My hand's busted, Doodle. Have a feel inside. Ew. Reach, damn you.
4: There is something. Wait. Here. Oh. Is that?
2: Yes. That is a gold ingot.
4: There's more. Suck here in the plaster. Lots more. Leave it alone. Are you trying to jolly me?
2: No, put it back.
4: We can split it between us two. No one else will know.
2: The family who owns this house will figure it out, and he'll know.
4: Who's he? Him,
2: who we just missed.
4: Again? Who is he?
2: I don't know that yet.
4: Well, you can beggar my pride, but I'm taking these.
2: Doodle, it's not safe. You know that money makes people crazy, but gold makes them downright murderous.
4: Do what you want, but these are mine.
2: Good evening, Miss Seavers.
4: Where are you going? I
2: need to take care of this hand.
4: You're not going to tell anybody, are you?
2: The questions you ask. That's not my style, darling.
3: Stancy! (gasps) I leave you alone for five minutes. You can tell a joke at a time like this? Was I joking? Is he dead? Oh, yes. Dead. What happened? He tried to rape Grace. Jesus. Do you believe me? Of course I do. You do. But they won't. They're going to crucify me. No. Give me some money so I can run.
2: I will not. I have to get out of here. Let's think of a better way. Here. I suppose this is the murder weapon. This fireplace poker, yes? Constance, take out your handkerchief and wipe down the handle to remove your fingerprints but do not wipe off the gore. What are you thinking? Just do it. I would, but I injured my hand. That's it. Now, using your handkerchief to hold the poker, take it over to Grace. Why? Hold the handle of the poker into Grace's palm. Yes. Now, curl her fingers around it. Tighter. Yes. You see, her hand has seized around the handle. She's holding it. Now we'll go get Bloom and show him the scene. He won't believe it. No one will believe it. Why, Stency, we can scarcely believe it ourselves. What? You were with me the whole time tonight. We've been creeping around the house all evening looking for ghosts. When we finally returned, lo and goddamn behold, this scene. Grace must have killed Danny in a fit. This won't work. Yes, it will, Constance. Don't you see? This works better than the truth. This story makes for a better headline. The murderer, slain by his own murder victim. When the screen sheets print this story, everyone will literally buy it. Now come, let's go drag Herman Bloom out of bed.
1: Hey, be careful with that stuff, boys. Hello, Rit. Hey, Tallulah. Say, you couldn't have solved that mystery a week or so later... We almost had this one in the can. Sorry,
2: Rit. Murder mysteries follow their own schedule.
1: Yeah. See you around, lady.
2: Bye. Oh, Detective
0: Wickland. Thank you. Thanks for another mutilated corpse.
2: Hey, I had this one gift-wrapped with a bow before you even got here. And anyway, isn't this outside of your normal hunting grounds?
0: Yeah. The California D.A. ordered me out here to look over things, seeing as I have some experience with these Hollywood homicides. That and the investigator in this county is worthless. If he were an Indian, his name would be Chief Broken Dick.
2: <laughs> oh, Wickland, I love you.
0: By love, do you mean the get in the kitchen and make me a pot roast sort of way?
2: I was thinking the tell lies on your behalf sort of way.
0: <laughs> I may call you up on that one of these days. Take care of yourself.
1: You know I won't. Tallulah, darling. Don't call me that. I don't like it. So sorry. I just wanted to express my farewells. Now that this production has been cancelled, my visa is no longer valid. I'm going back to England.
2: I would follow you, Manly, but the California government still holds my passport.
1: So sorry about that, but I must be off, Tallulah. So sorry. See you soon, Manly. Uh, oh,
4: yes. Goodbye. Hello, Doodle.
2: Do you have something to
4: say to me? You told the police that your friend Constance Taylor was with you the entire night.
2: Yes.
4: That isn't true. I was with you, and Miss Taylor was nowhere around.
2: That's interesting, Doodle. By the way, do you need help carrying that bag? It looks so heavy.
4: No, no, I I have it. Um, I have to get on that bus. It's my ride home. Of
2: course, my dear. I won't be hearing from you again.
4: Goodbye.
1: Fräulein Bankhead.
4: Hello, and goodbye, Tallulah.
2: Mr. Turtzel, Miss O'Dell, I'm sorry your movie
1: was cancelled.
4: It's not your fault, it's that swine, Danny Punch. But I suppose he got what he deserved.
1: I'm not so disappointed, Tallulah. I enjoy beginning a project, but finishing a project is such a chore. Now, thanks to your efforts, I can begin a new project.
2: And what a project! We're going to do the story. What? Yes. The story of Grace Newton. A woman who is trapped inside her own skull by a violent tragedy, but then finds her lease in another violent tragedy. And you'll be playing the lead role, Maxina? Oh, yes. Are you sure you have the range to play a catatonic? (laughs) Ha ha ha! Tallulah. You enjoy your stay in purgatory. Tallulah?
3: Constance, thank goodness. Let's go back to the McFarlane and get out of here. No, I'm not going with you. I'm hitching a ride back with some of the crew folk. What? Why? I'm done with you, Tallulah Bankhead. I want nothing to do with you now and forever. What are you talking about? No, you cannot possibly blame me for what happened. But I can blame you. Because of you, I have that man's blood on my hands. He was a filthy beast. He didn't have anything to do with Grace Newton's state, and you know it. And now the real guilty party is going to get away with it. No, let me explain. No, I am done listening to you. Stency, darling, don't follow me.
2: How do you like that? Oh. Detective Wickland, I need to talk to you for a moment.
1: Hello, front desk. This is Manly Tiffany in room 923. Can you have a taxicab waiting for me in 15 minutes? Yes, I'm checking out. Thank you. Hmm? Who is it? Well, I'll be.
2: Hello, Mr. Tiffany.
1: Tallulah, I mean, my goodness. That's a delight to see you. But once again, I have only a few moments. I'm on my way to the train station.
2: Yes, I know.
1: You know... How could you know? And how did you know I was staying at this hotel?
2: I keep my ear to the ground. Offer me a drink. The hotel's got something in here, don't they?
1: I really don't have the time, my friend.
2: Yes, you do. You're not going anywhere until I've had my say. In fact...
1: Why did you take the phone receiver off the base?
2: I don't want our conversation interrupted with any calls from the front desk.
1: I say... You're acting very strangely.
2: You're one to talk about strange behavior, with all that scurrying in the dark you did at the Thurgood Mansion. Beg pardon? No need to act on my account. It was you scurrying about the premises, cutting holes into the walls. And you struck gold, didn't you, Manley?
1: I have no idea what you're babbling about.
2: But you were turned on to the idea by Grace Newton, weren't you? You discovered her late in an evening. And you worked it out of her, what she was looking for. Or perhaps she already found some gold. And that's when you ruined her brain.
1: Perhaps you would like that drink now.
2: You are so gracious.
1: Give me a moment. My devices were already packed away.
2: Take your time. My, that's quite a view. You can see over the whole city.
1: Yes. So... Does your pot-boiler plot have an ending?
2: Oh, yes. I have acquaintances in the L.A. Police Department. I've already notified them. They're waiting at the train station for you at this moment.
1: Why would they be interested in me?
2: Because you're smuggling gold out of the country. Gold that was robbed from a train three decades ago by David Thoroughgood. But I suppose this is an incidental detail.
1: Here's that drink. Don't you have
2: any sugar or lemon to put in it?
1: Afraid not my friend.
2: Ah, well.
3: Mm,
1: Thank you. You are welcome. Now, if what you say is true, why are you here now? Doesn't that spoil the surprise?
2: I wanted to be sporting about it.
1: Be honest. You didn't notify the police. You are here to extort a share of the spoils.
2: What kind of spoils are we talking about?
1: I don't know how much it would be in American dollars, but I would hazard a guess that it would be between 15 and 20,000 pounds. Oh, my head. Feeling woozy. Have a seat.
2: Thank you. Is this what you did to Grace? Fixed her a Mickey Finn?
1: I'm not familiar with that reference.
2: A drink spiked with knockout drops.
1: Ah, yes, I did do that.
2: But knockout drops wouldn't permanently turn off a person's brain.
1: No. For that, I borrowed a scheme from our mutual friend, the mad German Dr. Scharfrichter. Do you remember that story about the piano wire? Refresh me
2: before I lose consciousness.
1: Scharfrichter told a story about how it would be possible to take a thin metal wire, insert the wire into a person's tear duct in the eye push the wire up into the person's brain and then pull and push the wire back and forth into the brain and then carefully remove the wire from the tear duct. The process would make the person into a mindless automaton. They could breathe, sleep, eat and so forth but could no longer feel or love or remember. The person would have a heartbeat but would no longer be alive.
2: Why didn't you just kill her outright?
1: No corpse, no disappearance, no suspicion. With no murder, the movie production kept going. This gave me leave to continue to search the house.
2: A piano wire into the brain. So grand, so gnome. Is that what you're going to do to me?
1: I don't have the time. When you are no longer able to wrestle with me, I will throw you out that window.
2: That's That's a good plan.
1: I must say, Miss Bankhead, that you are facing your own demise with tremendous bravado. Almost a cold-blooded pluck. Is there something you haven't told me?
2: Pick up, pick up that phone. Pick it up. Pick up the phone. Now, say hello to Detective Wickland of the LOPD. He's been listening there whole time from the hotel switchboard. Oh, God. No. You horrible woman! That is not a lie. The police are on the way up the stairs, I'm sure. Have another drink before they get here.
1: Oh, sweet Christ! Ah!
0: Bankhead, are you all right?
2: Play dig fast, Detective.
0: Where did Tiffany go?
2: Out the window.
0: Oh, Crimony. The DA's gonna have a fit about this.
2: Manly decided he couldn't face up to his crimes. I swear you men are so sensitive. Oh, way more than us broads. Hey,
0: you did swell, kid. The DA's gonna love you for this one.
2: Hmm. Send him my love. I sleep now.
0: Good night,
3: Bankhead. Thank you for listening to Pink Noir. Pink Noir stars Julianne Nelson and Marseille LaFrance, also starring Dustin Fuentes, Calista Rodriguez, Wyatt Hodgson, Connor J. Nolan, Ethan LaFrance, Colin Stephen Kane, Magnolia Brown, and Colin White. Engineered at the Island Station Media Lab, Portland, Oregon. And a special thanks to Joe McMaines, Jr. Pink Noir was created and written by Matt Scott and Jane Mansfield.